the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With Dr. David Anderson. We're not taking your calls today, but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's happening, good people? It's Dr. David Anderson, live in the nation's capital. You ready to get started? It's Theological Live Thursday. from our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. An expert on race, religion, and relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Our phone lines are now open. 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Here we go. Live. It's Theological Thursday. Can the Bible be trusted? That's what we're talking about on this Theological Thursday. I've got our special guest, Pastor Dan Taylor, who's going to be live with us here in the studio. Many of you see him on Facebook and on YouTube right now in our brand new studios here, the Real Talk Studios. In just a moment after I pray, I'm going to introduce Pastor Dan Taylor. We've been walking together for over two decades, almost three Uh, He's our resident theologian, as I like to call him here uh, at Bridgeway Community Church. But first, uh, let me give you our phone number, say a word of prayer, make sure you have the information you need, and then we'll go from there. We are taking your phone calls at 888-432-7434. That's 888-432-7434. If you're driving over a bridge or thinking about one, that's going to help you with the phone number because our number is 888-432-7434. Bridge. That's one way to help you uh, remember it, okay? Come on, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have downloaded your word uh, to help us live our lives powerfully. And so we uh, commit today's show over to you as well as our guest, Pastor Dan Taylor. Help us to understand the scriptures and the word of God today. In Jesus' name we pray. Together everyone said amen, amen. and amen. A couple other ways to get a hold of us. You can always go to andersonspeaks.com. That's andersonspeaks.com, or download my app, Gracism, all right? And, of course, uh, if you download that app, then you'll see there's a little phone icon. You hit that, it'll call us right here in the studio uh, during showtime. Of course, you can always go to my favorite website, embracegracism.com, and you can learn what it means to be a gracist. Now, this is a call-in talk show, but I have a special guest today. It's Pastor Dan Taylor. He's one of the associate pastors here at Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland, as well as Owens Mills, Reistertown, Maryland. For 26 years, you know, the church is 27 uh, years uh, old, and Pastor Dan and I knew each other from our Moody Bible Institute days, and he moved out with his family uh, to help us with life groups and Bible studies, and he's been with us ever since. Currently, he's a teaching and training pastor as well as a staff chaplain uh, for our employees, and he's the overseer of our resource center. He earned uh, both of his degrees, his bachelor's degree as well as his master's degree from the Moody Bible Institute, and he has self-published three books, which are Spiritual Life Notebook, The Gospel of John Day by Day, and A Different Kind of Life, Devotional Reflections 
on uh, Psalm 23. He's also contributed several chapters to the Multicultural Ministry Handbook published by IVP that I edited. And more than that, he's taught the Bible around the world, and he uh, has uh, lived a life of shepherding uh, right here uh, in our church as well as trying to equip leaders from all around the world in Africa and here in America as well. And so, Pastor Dan, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm thrilled to be here. This is to be fun with you. Uh, absolutely. Well, we get to do ministry together. What's really cool about it, though, is uh, we get to talk about the Bible. And I know that this is uh, something that uh, you believe in, you trust, you've taught, you've learned growing up. But a lot of people have a question about whether they can actually trust uh, the Bible. And so I thought for a good Theological Thursday topic, we talk just a little bit about the Bible. Uh, I'm going to start really basic, uh, Pastor Dan. Uh, what is the Bible? So the Bible is a collection of 66 books, um, Old Testament, New Testament, Greek and Hebrew. And they were written by uh, people who believed that they were being revealed by God, a message that God wanted to give to the world. Mm -hmm. And so it's, was it written on paper then and just printed uh, like books <laughs> are today? so nice. No, <laughs> it actually wasn't. It was written on everything from uh, skins to papyrus paper and meticulously hand-copied uh, over centuries, actually. Okay, so it was uh, hand-copied over centuries on, what, parchment? And so what's the whole stone thing with Moses? The whole stone <laughs> you know, the Ten Moses? Commandments or something oh, like that. Yeah. And, you know, you see pictures of the Ten Commandments sure. on stones and stuff like that. Was it was it Were things etched on stone like that? No, think of the Ten Commandments as a, a monument that you would have. It wasn't they didn't do the whole Old Testament on stone. It would have been crazy. Okay, gotcha. And then, uh, of course, the printing press uh, wasn't even invented uh, back then and there. And so how do we pass on this 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 holy writ when you didn't really have a printing press? How did, how did that work? So people spent their entire lives dedicated to copying one version or one manuscript of either Old Testament, New Testament, or both, and they would meticulously handwrite one. Some of them, that was their life contribution to the world, was a handwritten, meticulously done, so it would be trying to not have any variances in between them, and that could have been their life work for the world. So it would be like a missionary with a... Uh, Wycliffe Bible translators or something like that, where no, they would kind they, of spend would, their whole life? Well, they'd spend their whole life, but they would actually be writing in, most of the time, Latin, looking at a Latin text that they had been given, and then they're trying to, it's almost like they're trying to be a human photocopier. Uh-huh, I gotcha. And then, so if something was wrong, then uh, they would continue to copy it wrong. If something was right, they'd continue to copy it right. How did they know what was right and what was wrong? Well, the the right, wrong, we don't call them rights and wrongs. Okay. We, we call them variances. Variances, okay. So a variance uh, many times would be copied over and over. Sometimes uh, the, the copyist would make a notation mm -hmm. in a margin mm -hmm. if they think there's something that would be wrong. Mm -hmm. But most of the time they would just meticulously copied it um, because in many cases they thought uh, they were doing worship by doing that. Uh. So there's no way they would make any kind of changes to the text. So like a Mark 16, would it be a variance where some 
Bibles have maybe that last paragraph about s handling snakes and things of that sort, but then somebody else didn't include it, so maybe they make a note. Is that an example of a variance or uh, no? Well, that's a big variance. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it is an example of a variance, but a variance could be something as simple as um, if you were writing my name, you could write Dan or you could write Daniel. Uh -huh. And both of those, that would be a variance. I see. Even though you know who they're talking about, gotcha. Uh, it would still be considered a variance. So it's not really a contradiction as much as it is um, using uh, people call me DA, they call me David, they call Correct. me Dave, but you know who we're talking about. Correct. So it's kind of in the mind of that writer what they choose to, to write. Correct. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 888-432-7434. That is our number live in studio. We're talking about the Bible. That's right. Can you trust the Bible? I've got special guest, Pastor Dan Taylor, who uh, has been schooled at the Moody Bible Institute for his bachelor's and his master's degree. He's also uh, an adult Christian educator here at uh, Bridgeway Community Church, where I'm the founding and senior pastor. If you have a phone call question, now's the time to do it. My lines are now open. Any question about the Bible, we're going to learn more. I'm going to press in as much as I can, get as much wisdom as we can get on this Theological Thursday from Pastor Dan Taylor. My phone number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. would love for you to join his Facebook page and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook and click like or Anderson Speaks on YouTube and subscribe. They're a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. You can also connect with Dr. Anderson and his sponsors at Andersonspeaks.com. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, YouTube, and andersonspeaks.com. Check him out today. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> They're outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they mm -hmm. came out. Love it, it was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. To watch on Facebook Live or to view past episodes, visit Dr. Anderson's public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. You can also watch live on YouTube. Just search for Anderson Speaks, all one word, and make sure to subscribe. 
Join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson. Just text the word INSPIRE to 97000. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 97000. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And we're back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's me. I've got Pastor Dan Taylor who's hanging out live in the studio with us here, and we're talking about the Bible on this Theological Thursday. Can the Bible be trusted? Pastor Dan's been working with the Bible for many, many years, and he helps teach us specifically about the Bible, and so we're asking him questions to help us understand the Bible. I'm going to ask him how to read the Bible uh, a little bit later, but before we get there, we're kind of establishing this idea of credibility of the scriptures. Uh, Pastor Dan, people say there are errors and, and contradictions in the Bible. Is that true or false? Well, those are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. So again, when we talk about errors, they're usually talking about variances in a text. I see. So it's not an error. It's just that you've got one text that says an expression this way and one that says it a different way. Okay. And scholars have to figure out, is it an, many times it's like, is it an of or is it an in or is it a to something? And so to like T-O, T-O or in or like in. I-N. Correct. So I in understand. the spirit or to the spirit, many times those kinds of things are the variances. I see. Contradictions are totally different. Contradiction okay. means it says this one way and this way is a totally different expression. The, the technical term is A and non-A. And so many times the things that are listed as contradictions yeah. are really not contradictions. They, you've got two people expressing the same thing a different way. From a different perspective. So if I had said, um, I met Pastor Anderson coming out of a certain restaurant, mm-hmm. and I told that to somebody. Yes. And then someone else said, well, I saw Pastor Anderson coming out of the restaurant with three pastors from Nigeria while you were there. Mm-hmm. Both of those statements are true. They're not contradictory. Right. They're both true. So you've got a statement like in Matthew where he talks about one, he talks about an angel being at the tomb, and you've got in another text two angels being at the tomb. Well, mm-hmm. it's that's not a contradiction. There was right. one angel there. There happened to be two as well. Right, right, right. Gotcha. 888-432-7434. If you have Bible questions now, uh, is the time to ask our Bible scholar, Pastor Dan Taylor. Our number is 888-432-7434, uh, 888-43-BRIDGE. Uh, you laughed when I said uh, scholar. <laughs> Technically, you are closer to being a scholar than I am. <laughs> yeah, but I lean on you, man, because you're just smarter. So there you have it. Hey, look, there's 66 books in the Bible, the Christian Bible. Are there really more books than that? Well, first of all, I wouldn't say even say 66 books in the Christian Bible. Okay. I mean, you can say that. Um, it, you really have the Old Testament, which is Jewish scripture, and then you've got New Testament, which is Christian scriptures. Uh-huh. And so were there other books out when the New Testament books were being written? Sure there were. Uh-huh. Like racism, letters across the divide. Correct. <laughs> Multicultural ministry by David Anderson. Okay. Absolutely. So then so how- yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have a 28-volume set of the early church fathers. It's Yeah. So how do we know which ones are inspired? Or scri- I mean, mine were inspired, right? Or not? The, like, one, the ones that I helped you with. Were. Well, exactly. If you didn't help me with them, they're definitely not inspired. So then, you know how people hear from the Lord and they write things down. What sure. makes that any different than, than the Holy Scriptures? How does this stand apart from your work, my work, or even the Prophet Muhammad's work? So let's stick with the New Testament for now. Okay. 
what we're trying to discover from the New Testament when we talk about inspiration is these people that were walking and talking and eyewitnesses to the life of Christ, we want them to tell us what that experience was like and what he taught and what are the implications of those teachings for us. The ones that are closer to the source, that's who we want to hear from. Uh-huh. And so God inspired them, you know, and Peter talks about them being moved by the Holy Spirit to do those things. I see. And that they were inspired. I now, see. when we write stuff today, I mean, many times you can say, you know, God, I felt like God told me to write this or God told me to do this. But no one's going to be like sewing in gracism and after revelation at this point. <laughs> right, right, right. So then when we're talking about uh, the inspired word of God, you're dealing with human beings that are sinful. And so is there somehow a way that sinful people who are writing the word of God can like mess it up? Because a lot of people are wondering about the credibility of God's word. Yeah, cred again, credibility and reliability are two totally different things. All right, remind me again, what is reliability? Reliability has to do with the actual text itself. Is the text um, that we have, you know, when we have Romans, is that exactly what Paul wrote when he wrote Romans? Mm -hmm. Credibility is things like contradictions and variances and those kinds of things. So really when you're talking about reliability, you're talking about really studying the Bible as a historical text and document, not as a spiritual uh, guide or communication or revelation from God. And then historicity, uh, like, is it also so a history book? Yeah, so hist that's what I'm saying. History would fall into the category reliability. of reliability. Uh -huh. So, for example, there's been like 85 different um, details in the book of Acts that have been confirmed by historians and archaeologists. Uh -huh. So that helps the reliability of that book to be known uh -huh. because it's not just – now, again, for us as Christians, it's inspired. That doesn't surprise us, but it helps – uh, establish the reliability of the scripture when it matches up and we see it matching up with history. Interesting. 888-432-7434. That is the number live here in studio. If you have a question for Pastor Dan, he's our Bible scholar of the hour. That's right. He's helping us understand the word of God. Let's uh, kick off our phone calls from Bowie, Maryland. We've got Mike on the line. Hey, Mike, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Fine, how are you doing? Oh, alive and grateful. Thanks for hanging with us. What are you thinking, Mr. Mike? Oh, I had a question. I, I just heard that the guy say that uh, the Old Testament was for the, the Hebrews and the New Testament is for the Christians. Yes. I, I, and I, I read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 8, verse 8, it seems like it's saying it's for the same group of people. Okay. Can he uh, explain that? Sure. Let me uh, read Hebrews 8, 8, just uh, so we all can level set, if you will. Make sure that we're uh, okay. saying, saying the same thing. Um, so, by the way, is uh, Hebrews in the Old Testament or the New Testament? It's in the New Testament. <laughs> no, no, I'm messing with you, man. All right, verse 8. Oh, okay. Uh, verse 8, yeah, he's like, Dad, he don't even know what testament is in. No, here it is. But God found fault with the people and said, The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. That's the verse you're talking about? Yes. Okay, so you're talking about God's covenant, not necessarily God's word. Is there, what's the, is there a difference? Sure. But, well, let me let Pastor Dan answer that. So how do you respond that uh, Old Testament not for Jews, New Testament not for Christians, but all of it is the same? Um, and maybe Mike is saying because the covenant uh, God made is for all his people, so maybe the word of God should be for everyone. What do you think? Yeah, so 
when I was talking about the Old Testament, New Testament, I'm not saying the Old Testament's not for us. The Old Testament is actually some of my favorite parts of God's revelation. So they're both divine revelation from God to a specific group of people. So the, the Old Testament was for the nation of Israel. New Testament was for New Testament Christians. But if you read how the New Testament Christians learned, they were studying the Old Testament. And so I'm not saying the Old Testament isn't for us. What I'm saying is that uh, you've got a Hebrew language and a Greek language for each of these cultures and the time periods that they were written in. I'm not saying they're not for us. And, gotcha. a cov- and by the way, a covenant, a covenant is totally different. A covenant is an agreement that God makes with a group of people like Moses with the children of Israel before they went into the Holy Land. They affirmed a covenant. They were saying, we are in agreement with God that we are going to obey the Old Testament law. It's a covenant, almost like a marriage covenant. Mm. Is that helpful, Mike? It is, but I, I was saying that the, it sounds like he's saying a new one, new covenant, is with that same group of people as the old one. It says ah. the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It doesn't include, doesn't sound like it's including a new group of people. I understand what you're saying now. Thanks for clarifying that. So basically, when the New Testament was written, you feel like it was for everybody, right? No. I'm saying it's saying it's not. It, it, that scripture uh-huh. says w- he's going to make a New Testament with these, the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Uh-huh. It doesn't say anybody else, like a new add-on group. So would you, just so for clarification, so we all understand, would you say that New Testament Christians are a part of the house of Israel and the house of Judah? No, I'm saying that that scripture isn't saying that, I don't think. It sounds like that scripture is saying God, God's going to make a new agreement with the same group of people that he made the old agreement with. I understand. Because he just names those two entities, the house of Israel, house of Judah. Okay. What do you think about that, Pastor Dan? Well, I mean, there's many times where Christ talked about us reaching, making disciples of all nations. So as a New Testament Christian, I think it's pretty clear that the gospel is supposed to be global, not specific to a a nation of people. Gotcha. Hey, listen, Mike, thanks for the question, man. I appreciate it. Lord bless you. Hopefully that was helpful a little bit. Let's go to Springfield, Virginia, and talk to Anonymous, who's on the line. Hey, Anonymous, it's Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? I'm good, Doctor. How are you? Oh, I'm alive and grateful. Thanks for calling. Hey, what are you thinking today on this uh, topic, Can We Trust the Bible? I have a question for Pastor Dan. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up on the King James Bible. Um, It was always my favorite version of of Scripture. Um, But my question is, now that I'm a little bit older and I can look at the Bible and see the, the names in the New Testament, like John, Peter, James, things like that, seem to be English names. Are those the original names of Scripture, or are those names given by King James just so that people would have an easier time pronouncing them? So you're asking about the title of the books of the New Testament? Yes. Like John, James, Mark. Well, they Luke. well again, they were originally written in Greek, and most of the New Testament documents, when they were first written, didn't have titles. So, the, yes, the titles were okay. attached by editors, so we knew what book we were reading and uh, to, to differentiate them from one another. So you know when one started and when the other one finished and who were they addressed to. So it What was, about the actual so people in the scriptures that we're reading about, like John? Was that his name? Was Peter his name? Or was it a different name? 
Well, when when, when Jesus was alive, he actually probably smoke, spoke. Wow, that was close. <laughs> Aramaic, and so <laughs> he used Aramaic was the convert was the conversation language anyway. So when they wrote it in Greek, they were already doing translation from if his name was Peter in in Aramaic to Peter in Greek. So they're already starting to do translations even back then. But most likely, Jesus spoke Aramaic, so that's the names that he would have called them anyway. And so then okay. uh, anonymous, I guess, if the name was uh, Joshua, uh, you know, in one language from the Hebrews, maybe it's uh It's like John Jesus. and Juan in Spanish to English. Yeah, Juan in, in Spanish. Yeah. So then what Anonymous is asking, since King James was English, Correct. We would we would take it from Juan if it were Spanish. It wasn't, but I'm just saying. Correct. We take it from Juan and then we call it transliterated into English. John. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh huh. Is that helpful, Anonymous? Very helpful because I know a lot of people who have take issue with the names of the scriptures. Yeah. And I think it would just help them to understand, you know, that the names, you know, of how the names came about because they are English names. Excellent. So thank you. Hey, thank you so much and. Uh, uh, anytime you want to uh, read uh, my book, uh, it's going to be named Leroy. <laughs> there was like no Leroy in the Bible. What's up with that? No, there's not. But I'm there sorry. was an Elroy. Elroy. God's yeah. name. Absolutely. The God who sees Elroy. <laughs> hey, listen, we're coming back in just a couple minutes. Francis in Springfield, we're coming to you. By the way, if you want to get in, now's the time. 888-43-BRIDGE. For more than 20 years, investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney has traveled across the globe in search of patterns of evidence to support some of the Old Testament's most miraculous events. Now with the Red Sea Miracle Part 2, journey to Egypt and beyond as Tim interviews some of the world's foremost experts to discover the truth. Is there evidence of how and where the host of Israelites could have traveled as recorded in the Bible? Is there evidence of the Egyptian army's demise in the Red Sea? If you've seen the first part of this investigation of the Red Sea Miracle, you won't want to miss the continuation. The results of his pursuits are faith-affirming and fascinating. You must see Patterns of Evidence, The Red Sea Miracle, Part 2. To see this powerful documentary and others in the series, go to SalemNow.com and use the promo code WAVA for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com. Use promo code WAVA for 20% off. Some of your favorite pastors and authors like Charles Stanley, John Piper, and Max Lucado are bringing you their most popular devotionals for free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend time in God's Word daily. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. With devotionals for parenting, singles, women, workplace, and more, Crosswalk.com offers spiritual growth for every stage of life. Visit Crosswalk.com. Most of our children and grandchildren are finishing this school year online. You can make plans now for a Christian school education for your child or grandchild this fall. And WAVA makes it affordable with our half-priced Christian school tuition opportunity. Simply go to WAVA.com, use the keyword school, or click on the school bus to see the schools offering half-priced tuition this fall. We have schools participating in Bowie, Olney, Laurel, Frederick, Dale City, Fairfax, and Falls Church. 
Go to WAVA.com, keyword school. Gold prices keep climbing and just hit an all-time high. COVID-19 and battered global economies are sending investors to the safe haven of physical gold to avoid losing value in their IRAs, 401ks, and stocks. Don't stand on the sidelines and wonder what the stock market is going to do next. Protect and grow your financial future today with a call to American Bullion, the leader in gold investments. You have valid concerns, and we have simple solutions for all needs and budgets. In fact, we specialize in first-time gold buyers as well as veterans. Find out about American Bullion's hassle-free process to transfer any portion of your IRA, 401k, or stocks into the long-term safety of a gold IRA today. Call 800-GOLD-IRA and ask for our free gold guide. That's 800-465-3472. 800-GOLD-IRA. Grow your financial future with the rising value of physical gold and protect yourself during this worldwide crisis. Call the leader, American Bullion. 800 gold ira the following program has been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time today is an encore presentation of real talk with dr david anderson we're not taking your calls today but thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show it's real talk with dr david anderson Welcome to the second half of our program today. It's Theological Thursday. I've got special guest, Pastor Dan Taylor, a Bible teacher and scholar who uh, has been working with me at Bridgeway Community Church in Columbia, Maryland, and in Owens Mills, Reisterstown, Maryland, now for uh, 27 years. He's our in-house resident theologian, as I like to call him. Uh, but also, he's helping us with today's topic, Can the Bible Be Trusted? Do you have questions about the authenticity, the historicity, the credibility, the reliability, the inspiration of the Bible, which we call God's Word? Uh, If you do, then you have a few minutes to give us a call. Our lines are open. Here's my phone number, 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. Go ahead and give us a call while you can. We're going to Springfield, Virginia now to talk to Francis, who's on the line. Hey, Francis, it's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? I'm doing great, Dr. Anderson. I love, I, I love listening to your show. I also enjoy your services. Oh, thank you. Uh, and your services on Sundays. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I, I want to I wanna, I, I make a comment and ask a question. Okay. Go for it. My comment is I, tru- I truly and wholly believe in everything the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Without any question, without any doubt in my mind that everything in the Bible is true. Mm-hmm. I do have questions sometimes about some things in the Bible that I don't understand. Yeah. And the question is, um, we know that God created Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel. Uh-huh. The question is, how did the rest of the children come about? How did, so the question is, how did all the children come about when you go from Adam and Eve to Cain and Abel, right? Exactly. Understood. Like uh, Pastor Dan, he's wondering something's missing there. Uh, Cain and Abel didn't do anything together. So how do we get all this population? So again, we've right, got we've, right. we've got <laughs> Cain and Abel being talked about, but it does, that doesn't eliminate that they had other children too. The story was about Cain and Abel. So if I was telling a story about my family, about me and my sister, that doesn't mean I don't have three other brothers. It just means that the story is about me and my my sister. So the story about Cain and Abel is about Cain and Abel. Matter of fact, it says in Scripture that they had many other children. So, is, is that helpful, Francis? 
Okay, uh, so he's saying that we only heard the story about Cain and Abel, right. but it doesn't mean that they, he didn't. They didn't have any brothers and sisters. It doesn't mean that they, there are others that weren't. Uh, he could have had sisters, but they weren't mentioned. Especially in a male male dominated culture, women, you know, hardly ever got a, a a name in scripture or a shout out, and so that's unfortunate. But that is a reality. Even when it says three thousand people got saved in Acts chapter two, they're probably not even counting the women and the children. So it could have been a whole lot more people. So I think Pastor Dan is saying yes, the story is about Cain and Abel, but it doesn't mean that they didn't also have other daughters uh, and sons as well. But doesn't that then imply that for the purposes of procreation to increase, then that they had relationships with their brothers and sisters to produce the rest of the world? That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, in the same I don't West, know what other options you have. <laughs> yeah, that, that mean that's. I was gonna make a joke about West Virginia, oh, but I'm not going no, to because they're a part of my listening group. <laughs> I love West Virginia, but listen, uh, Francis, <laughs> straight up. Back then, think about it like this. Because if that happened today, not only is it incestuous, but with the gene pool and everything, yeah. you could get a child that's mentally, uh, 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 what's the word, challenged, okay? But back, right. then, but back then, they were closer to the fall, so the unfolding uh-huh. of, of uh, sin throughout humanity over the generations hadn't taken root in the same way. So you probably wouldn't have genetic defects like you have now. Right. Yeah, a lot of Bible. All right, well, that answers, <laughs> that answers my question. <laughs> yeah, that, well, yeah, there you have. So, yeah, brothers and cousins, I mean, it'd be quite the family reunion, right, Francis? <laughs> yeah, indeed. All right, hey, listen, yes, man. Indeed. Thank you. God bless you. Now, Pastor Dan, that, that doesn't mean that we can go and have uh, relations right. with Absolutely. family members. Absolutely. But this is how people interpret it by. We haven't Absolutely. even talked about interpretation. Yeah, interpretation is a totally different issue. Right? So if a man had 300 wives and 700 concubines, or correct, or is it reversed? But I can never it remember. It doesn't matter. But it was 1,000. It was too uh, many. <laughs> but that doesn't prescribe that it's okay to have multiple spouses. But... The scripture is telling us that that was what happened. Yeah, scripture is representing what truly happened. That doesn't mean it's recommending everything that everybody did. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, boy. We got a lot to talk about, friends. We're going to take our break, and as soon as we come back, we're coming to you, uh, Desmond in Springfield and Marie in Fairfax and Godo in Springfield. A lot of representation in Virginia. Anybody want to call me from West Virginia? Did I offend you? Come on. We're going to be all right. 888-43-BRIDGE. question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Bibuhailu answered in one of her essays like this, I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Hailu, a current Doctor of Philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? 
Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply, or call 1-800-933-6188. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition. Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. Does your church have legal challenges? McCullum & Associates has experience with pastor church relations, administration and organizational issues, church liability and risk management, and real estate matters. This firm understands the legal aspects of the problems as well as the spiritual implications of those same problems inside and outside the court. Call McCullum & Associates today at 301-864-6070. That's 301-864-6070. How in the world are you today? If you're on Facebook, YouTube, check out the new digs, the new studio right here in uh, my uh, uh, studio, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Let me know if you ever want to come check us out. We'd love to have you as a guest. Here's my number, 888-432-7434. You only got a couple minutes to call before we close the line. We're talking with Pastor Dan Taylor, graduate of Moody Bible Institute uh, with his bachelor's and master's degree, author of a few uh, wonderful self-published books, and he's talking to us today about the Bible. Uh, Pastor Dan, anything else that we sh need to know about the Bible before we go back to the phone lines that's absolutely critical? Wow, that's a loaded question. I know, right? Um, well, once this is something that bothers me about a lot of modern American Christians is many times I'll say they worship the Bible, they don't worship God. Mm. And the reason I say that is because God is out of our control, and so we can make an idol out of our Bible and Bible studies, and that's all we focus on, mm. and ignore the relationship that the Bible is supposed to be revealing to us in the first place. So people worship their Bible. Hmm. Does that make sense? It does make sense. What is revelation? Revelation is when you reveal something that you didn't know to somebody else. So revelation is God, in a biblical sense, is God revealing who he is to us. So then the word of God is what makes it different than what you write and what I write is that God is actually revealing to humans this book. So when we're reading it, we're not just reading Mark or Matthew. We're actually reading what God has revealed to those people. Is that what we believe? Yes, absolutely. He's revealing who he is to us through his scripture. Mm. But again, you need to understand those writers actually encountered Jesus, who is God. So they know what he would say and how he would interact and how he would behave. Mm. Wow. So, so again, it, you know, the best thing for me to do is I can reveal the people that I know yeah. to other people who don't know them. Right. Because I know them better. Right, right, right. So they knew him better, so they're revealing to us what they knew about him. Correct. Uh-huh. 
Uh, let's go to uh, Desmond. He's driving through Springfield, Virginia now. Hi, Desmond. It's Dr. Anderson. How are you? I'm blessed in my early favor. Thank you, Dr. David Anderson, for taking my call. Oh, the pleasure's mine. Um, yes, and thank you that you have a helper there to, for you today. <laughs> I need him. Now, yes, you do. You do. Because <laughs> everyone needs the helper, which is the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I, I, I just want to read this passage, which will answer the whole question. And it is from Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, which says, all scripture mm-hmm. is given mm-hmm. by inspiration of God mm-hmm. and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, uh-huh. that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. The church has work to do. The church is the body of Christ. Christ yeah. is the head of the church. We have so many denominations because people are doing, doing yeah. following man-made doctrines and traditions. Yeah. The yeah. Bible is yeah. the Word of God. It has yeah. all the answers. That's what yeah. we must follow. I am well, a servant of God, and I'm humbly trying to follow what? the Word of God. I tell if you. we listen to God, mm. if we listen to God, if we follow Him yep. and we trust Him, we'll be like all the servants in the Bible. Hey, Desmond, let me stop you there and tell you thank you for your service to the Lord. I appreciate it as a, as a man of God, and uh, thank you for that word. The Bible is the word of God, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. That's a good uh, scripture. Oh, we, we know that one very well, David. Why? <laughs> because of Moody Bible Institute. Because it's the theme verse for Moody Bible Institute. That's right, as, as well as study to show yourself approved probably as yeah, well. So uh, those, uh, I think it's Timothy 2, 15. Yeah. You know, he's, he, as he was reading that, and I, and I listened to him read about uh, so that the man of God will be thoroughly equipped. Mm. What about the woman of God? Do you know what I mean? Was it, was no, it just I, for I men to be equipped? I mean, people I get stumble over, over this, right? Yeah, I Again, I think the term there, when he talks about the man of God, is a is a general term, more about humanity, not about a gender. Okay, so mankind, humankind, correct, uh, to be equipped. <laughs> or do you really think he's uh, uh, talking about uh, men, as that has been used? No, before? I don't. I don't think so specifically. I'd have to go back and see what the original la- language looked like. Because mm, um, I, th- I really I think mean, it's just men. It, it could be because God doesn't really equip women to do anything. Oh Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm done. Thanks. Bye. I'm out. No, I'm just kidding, ladies. You're on, you are on oh, your own man. now. I know, right? I'm out here on an island. I don't believe that. I do believe he equips men and women. Uh, in fact, he even says in uh, uh, Acts chapter 2 that the, you know, the Holy Spirit will, uh, women will prophesy, men will prophesy, things of that sort. So there you have it. Okay, let me move on uh, to uh, a woman in Fairfax who hopefully doesn't scream at me. It's Marie. Hey, Marie. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? Good. Do you love me or you hate me right now? I was just kidding, by the way. Oh, grace, grace. Yes, Lord. <laughs> yes, Lord. Good answer. <laughs> hey, so what are you thinking today, Miss Marie? I am thinking, I think you guys have kind of touched on it a little bit in the beginning uh, when the gentleman was asking about the Hebrew mm-hmm. and uh, so the Old Testament and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, as a New Testament, I guess, Christian, um, I have the question where I've heard several African-American um, people that are Christians say that they are Hebrew. Right. And I'm confused about that because then they're following 
the law. They said we should be following the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I understand the caller just now where, you know, the, the Bible is God-breathed and studying to show myself approved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I have the Holy Spirit in me to lead and guide me. So when I hear things like, you know, the African-American, you know, we're really Hebrew, uh, so the New Testament Christian thing is not applicable can you touch on that when it comes to theology and the theology of the Bible? Well, good question, Marie. Um, good question. What should be, yeah, what should the New Testament Christian be following? I know that we all are his children, yeah. you know, but I, I just want to make sure that I'm sound on uh, that. Okay, Pastor Dan, can you respond? Thank you, Miss Marie. I appreciate it. What are you thinking about that uh, so far as um, the whole idea of of black folk? saying that they're Hebrews. It's a whole thing that's happened for uh, especially the last 20 years, but it's growing more and more where folk are reverting to, if I can use the term reverting in air quotes, reverting to a Jewish way of living because they're, they're are Jewish, either ethnically or spiritually Jewish. How do you handle that uh, from a New Testament perspective? Well, again, from the New Testament point of view, the gospel is supposed to be global, not just for a specific group or ethnic group of people, mm-hmm. so I, I don't, um, I, I don't buy into the idea that, um, yeah, that 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 they're part of an exclusive club that God has called, and only and it's only for them. So then, when somebody in a New Testament way is trying to live out the whole Bible, and uh, let's say they're not even ethically Jewish, but they want to live the Jewish life because of a Seder or the Jewish feast, and they get into that, there's nothing wrong with that, per se. No, there's nothing wrong with it. It's even maybe respectful. You could even argue that it's respectful to do that kind of thing, because that's where our faith comes out of those kinds of things. Some people believe the New Testament church is really just a carry-on of the Jewish people. Uh, is is that a, just a theological view well, or a biblical I'm, view? I'm fairly I'm fairly certain both Jesus and Paul didn't think that. Mm-hmm. Um, now again, you have when Jesus commissioned us to do to make disciples, to make them of all people, and teaching them the things that he taught them. He didn't tell them to teach the Old Testament. He told them to teach of the things that he had taught them. Mm. So they're supposed to be passing on the teachings of Christ to the disciples, uh-huh. not the Old Testament. That's a good go-forward distinction because uh, the New Testament church didn't have a New Testament, right? And so they were, they were living off of the Old Testament. So Jesus is now bringing the fulfillment of that Old Testament, and now he's sending them out, commissioning them uh, to go into the world and teach, to, uh, to obey and observe what he taught them. Is that yeah, helpful? more about his teaching, not mm-hmm. the teaching of the Old Testament. Got it. Maria, what do you think about that? That that's very helpful because that's what I felt. Um, you know, when you you encounter people that are, you know, maybe I guess have been looked upon as higher in their walk, mm. bishops and elders and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and you encounter them and they're telling you, you know, these things, and it's like, but my spirit doesn't bear witness with mm-hmm. if I don't eat crustaceans or if I do yeah. eat crustaceans or, you know, certain food yeah. and, and don't follow those customs in Marie, the, Marie, the I got I got to jump I'm in. Wrong. No, you're not wrong. You're right on. I got to jump in right there because we're going to this break. In just a couple minutes, we're coming back and we're going to land this 
plan. I know that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet. But I'll confess, my neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand-behind, ride-along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So, when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. It's Ryan, and at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own, and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. UMC Mortgage Company, Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. NMLS And refinance. Total refinancing charges may be higher for life of loan. Hi, I'm Dennis Prager. Last year, I co-starred in a movie with Adam Carolla that warned you, my fellow Americans, about the current attack on free speech and free thought. It began in the universities, and I warned you it would be coming to your neighborhood and your workplace. I had no idea how soon. We now have leaders in media, big tech, the law, business, and government who no longer believe in free speech or the principles of freedom and liberty our founders gave us. If you and your family want to understand what is happening in our world and know how you can fight back to protect the people you love, you must watch No Safe Spaces. I promise you a great movie. I use the word very carefully. Go to nosafespaces.com. Learn the truth so you can defend your family and our country. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use promo code WAVA for 20% off. That's nosafespaces.com. How do you keep a biblical perspective in a pandemic accompanied by a mental health crisis? As COVID-19 has spread, prescriptions for anti-anxiety medications have nearly doubled. Yet in a world consumed by worry, God has a purpose for anxiety. And that's the subject of a timely new book, The End of Anxiety, the biblical prescription for overcoming fear, worry, and panic. Written by pastor and biblical counselor Josh Weidman, it offers his personal prescription with practical steps and biblical answers for coping with stress and deepening trust and dependence on God. The End of Anxiety can help you find peace and joy in times of uncertainty, fear, and darkness. Our main goal as Christians is to glorify God in everything we do. And as the author opens his life and personal journey in this book, he shows how suffering, anxiety, and our mental battles can bring God the glory. The End of Anxiety, the biblical prescription for overcoming fear, worry, and panic. Available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Learn more at endofanxiety.com. Hello, friends. This is Janice Fonseca, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking radio show where Dr. Anderson creates a safe, uncommon table to build bridges where there's a divide. Because like he says, comprehension begins with conversation. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson is a nonprofit ministry, and it is made possible with generous listeners like you. Would you consider partnering with us? It's really easy. Let me tell you how. Go to andersonspeaks.com and click on the Donate button. Consider giving a monthly donation. 
If you're a business and want to sponsor Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, email me at info at andersonspeaks.com. Together we can build bridges and have great conversations on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Become a partner or a sponsor and go to andersonspeaks.com and donate. Join us again tomorrow at 3 p.m. and Saturday at 7 p.m. We want you to be part of this conversation. We can't do this without you. We look forward to your partnership and sponsorship. Andersonspeaks.com And by the way, if you want a, uh, a good real estate agent, don't call Maria Weaver. But if you want an excellent, great real estate agent, then you've got to call her because she will serve you so very well. And she speaks Spanish in the Maryland area. 443, I mean, she speaks Spanish everywhere, but she <laughs> serves in the Maryland area. 443-656-0687. That's Maria Weaver, 443-656-0687. Pastor Dan, as we bring uh, the show to a close, uh, how do you read the Bible? If somebody, all this theological stuff, but at the end of sure. the day, how do you read the Bible? Yeah, I think the skill of reading the Bible gets lost because most people talk about studying the Bible, and I would love to see a revival of just learning how to read the Bible as mm. a as a separate um, skill that Christians need to do. So it is well known that if you don't have a plan, most people are not going to read the Bible successfully if they don't have a plan. Okay. So the first thing you need to do is establish what a plan a plan for yourself. Mm -hmm. If Bible reading has not been a habit for people, what I encourage them to do is pick one book in the New Testament, something like 1 John or Ephesians or Philippians, and spend a month reading through that book. So you could take a chapter a week, so you're reading chapter one every day for a week, and then you go to chapter two. Trust me, by the end of the time you get done with that, whether it's John or Philippians or Ephesians, you are going to have a much better confidence mm -hmm. about being able to understand what's in the Scripture. Because if we just take it at face value and not worry about trying to become a Bible scholar, I think we'll do more for people's spiritual life than anything else. How about that? I noticed that you started with uh, three New Testament books. Uh, it sounds like that's the best place to start. Well, again, as New Testament Christians, that is the best place to start. A more advanced reading plan, if you're looking for one, is you can read one chapter in the book in the, through, the, through the Gospels, and in 90 days you'll be done. So mm -hmm. you can do a whole year of reading the Gospels, one chapter at a time, and be done, do it four times in a calendar year. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, if people want to get a hold of you, your books, your materials, they can always go to lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. Put your name in, and they can get some of your writings as well. Is that correct? Correct. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Pastor Dan Taylor. Thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that your word uh, is directed to us like a love letter and reminding us that we can trust in you even as we trust in your word. And so we commit... Uh, our lives to you yet again today. May the word get in us deeply and change our lives. For it is in your name we pray. Together everyone said, amen and amen. Father.